0: Thanks for joining us today on the Port City Church podcast. With multiple campuses existing within southeastern North Carolina, our mission is to be helpful and hopeful as we reach people and help them walk with God. To learn more about the heart behind our church, we encourage you to visit us at portcity.church. crazy to believe that it is 2022 already. I, when we were watching that video and it says 2022 on it, it still feels like 2020. It still feels honest. exactly. It's like kind of all <laughs> compressed and drugging together. We're so glad you guys
1: are all joining for us sure. uh, today as we kick off the new year. And Carson, thanks for uh, yeah. all that you guys do. Thanks for joining us and for being a part um, of what God has been doing and looking forward to what's ahead.
0: Yeah, I really am. I'm really expectant to see what God does through this conversation and then the conversations to come. 2022 has so many things uh, that, that really it contains that sit in front of us and yeah. opportunities for us to take steps in our faith, take steps closer to God. And as we think about 2021 and all of the different conversations and all of the different series that we've really taken part together in yeah. as a church, yeah. I just feel like really inspired yeah. uh, to continue to take steps forward. And when we look back to Christmas Eve, and really talking about these like two really big ideas of remembrance and confession. Yeah. I just believe it to be helpful uh, to continue to like process the, the personal retreat. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know what the personal retreat is, you really do need to know it's become yeah. a yeah. rhythm yeah. in the church that's been around for how long? Uh, I don't remember when we did the first one. It's probably been it's eight been that nine long. It's, yeah, it's been, been that long nine, that ten it's years. become DNA to us yeah. as we think about how do we transition from one year yeah. to the next and coming around this idea of a vision, like yeah. what does it look like to live like a life of vision, yeah. can seem like a really easy concept to talk about, but a really hard concept to apply. Can yeah. you like kind of help us like start to? Dig into that a little
1: bit. Yeah, you know, as we as we jump in, it's really funny because the new years are always this sort of time of excitement, mm-hmm. and you know, it's interesting because I've been looking back. You know, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, and we kind of feel like they've been mashed together. They have, and honestly, uh, honestly, we you know we have probably had some of the most fruitful and um, you know the richest years as a church, and yeah. so I'm really grateful for the way people have participated and stayed. Together and connected uh, throughout this. I think the other thing that may make 2022 a little bit interesting is that you know every year you get all excited about the the, the, uh-huh. the year to come, and this year everybody's kind of hesitant. You know, kind of walk in. It's like, okay, here comes. We're going to tiptoe into 2022. <laughs> it's like, don't don't mess anything up. Yeah. Behave yourself. And you know, I think that sort of um, kind of robs some of the the natural excitement that a lot of that I have always felt, and what's really important about what we do. You know, when it yep. comes to finishing a year well, in order to start a year strong, doing the personal retreat yep. for that. Uh, the idea for the personal retreat really came as a way to. Uh, bring a year to a close. A lot of times what I found personally is when we get to the end of a year, particularly Christmas, like the year ends at Christmas and you just sort of crash. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, Christmas is done. The year's done. But there's actually like seven days left in the year. They're your favorite They're seven f- days. Absolute favorite yeah. time of the year because it's like that, that sort of decompression mm-hmm. from everything that's geared up to Christmas. You know, all the presents are opened, all that, you know, and then you just have this kind of almost like a runway. You get to sort of land the plane. And yeah. so I can't remember when we started it. It's got to be 10, 12 years ago when we started talking about this idea of how do we finish our year with our words? You know, really seeing like, what what did this word do? How did I see things? What happened? Uh, Because I looked through the lens of my word Mm -hmm. that particular year. And then I'm using that to sort of set us up for a start uh, a s- strong start to the next year. Yeah. And that became a, you know, kind of this personal retreat, you know, Tony Rippa and who have written it this year, you know, if you've done it already, you noticed it was a kind of a guided prayer yeah. to help us focus on those four things you mentioned, uh, remembrance, confession, and then obedience and vision. And so we finished, you know, the year talking about the first two. We want to launch this year with uh, obedience and I suppose we'll start with vision. Yeah.
0: I think vision can be one of those buzzwords that you yeah. hear companies talk about, you hear churches talk about where it's like, this is our vision. This is the picture of the future. And then oftentimes you adopt a vision statement and some people put it on the yep. wall or write it in their journal mm-hmm. or even their, maybe their my own word like kind of encapsulates yep. the vision that they have for yep. their life. Then they all of a sudden wake up in February and in March and it's like, I forgot, forgot the vision. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because somebody said once like vision leaks. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's really true. And I think that that like underlines our calling uh, to do the work of looking back looking to where we currently are and then looking towards the future yeah. and going like, who do I really want to become? Yeah. And what is God doing in my life?
1: Yeah, and vision, you know, I think we talked about this before, but vision sometimes feels like a sales pitch. Yeah. And and it's not. Vision is just what you see. Mm. And I think a lot of people, again, this a lot of this comes from how, how my one word became a thing mm was that most people, when they start off a new year and they think about their own personal change, they're like, okay, these are all the things I've done wrong. These are the things that I regret about who I've been or what I've done. And so I'm going to spend my time trying not to do those things. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the picture in my head is that we walk into the future facing backwards. Mm. And it, it robs us of, of so much of what I think God actually has called us to. The other thing, it can kind of serve as a... A way of self-protection, because at least when you're looking backwards, you're looking into things that are familiar, yeah. uh, things that you're familiar with, things that you already know, experiences that you've had, and so we can react to those things. But when you turn around and you look towards the future, and it's and it's uncertain, even if it's full of promise, it's still uncertainty, and we we just resist that, mm-hmm. um, you know, fiercely. Yeah. And so you know what I'm and I'm learning this that you know vision is fun. Um, to a point, and then when it starts to challenge us or stretch us or require something from us that um, is more than what we anticipated or is more uncertain than what um, we thought it was going to be, we we long to go back. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that you know for for uh, this idea of vision. It's it's not just about trying to get a better picture of who you want to be, although that's a part of it. It's about Lord, can you give me a vision of what you want? to do of who you want me to become. And then we're gonna kind of add in this year of, about the more corporate side, the more, you know, the idea that this impacts our community, who we are becoming yeah.
0: as his followers here in this world. Yeah. I love the distinction that we were talking about earlier when it's like we, we sometimes spend time like trying to get God yeah. as opposed to just listening yeah. to God, as opposed to just seeing what God is doing and therefore what can we believe that yeah. he is going yeah. to do? And I, I think that the the tendency in that is when we get into the new year, we want to be able to predict all the things. Right. But God's saying, I just I just want you yeah. to be with me. Yeah. And we set and, we set like these vision statements, like there.
1: This is what we're gonna do to get there. Uh-huh. And and what I think God, what it, what I feel like God is inviting us into is to get a vision for for Him and for His future, and, and our lives in that that unfolds. You know, we're not, we're not making a declaration and going, hey, here's what it's gonna be and here's how we're gonna get there. We're making yeah. a declaration and say, God, can you lead me? Even the genesis of the way we did the personal retreat this year, Tony and I were working on this and we were looking at the vision part uh, specifically. If you've done the personal retreat, you've done this. You, you won't know this part because it, we rewrote it. But we, we've talked about, you know, getting God's vision for the future and then writing down our observations by that and then asking God. And it comes from Isaiah 40, uh, 41 or 42, um, where it says, um, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And then he says, And you don't know what this is because you don't ask. Mm-hmm. And I, what I realized is we had just laid out this new thing that we hope God's doing, and now we're going to ask Him mm-hmm. to sort of do it. And I thought, What if we reverse this and say, God, can you show us this? And then what we are responding to is actually what we're sensing and hearing from Him rather than laying out our vision and then asking Him to do something with it. Yeah. And this was a little bit of subtle subtle shift, but it's helped me over the years to overcome some fears, mm. um, to overcome some, uh, I think what I would consider a healthy distrust of my own experience and my own understanding. Um, you know, one of the things we that, that we are, you know, it's one of everybody's kind of favorite verses is trust the Lord with all your heart. And then the next verse, the next section says, and lean not on your own understanding. But a lot of what our past and and our, our confidence and our experience is, is it's the thing that we lean on to predict the future, which is not, I mean, it's wise. But there's more. I think mm-hmm. when God invites us in to ask about this new thing, this, this unfolding, mm-hmm. He's asking us to have fresh eyes and fresh sense of call
0: and a fresh sense of vision. And that's what I want for each of us as we step into 2022. And entering into that dialogue with God, entering, yep. entering into that conversation with God can feel sometimes like it has a lot of pressure that comes along with it. Because when we look back and we think about remembrance and we think about confession, the other two parts of the personal retreat, we think often about, the hard things of the year before yeah. or the places where we missed the mark or the things that we, we really struggled with, which takes us to the, the next part of the conversation where we're talking about what does it look like to be obedient? Yeah. And we think about, oh, well, for me, it's like I, I want to think about this beautiful picture that God has for my future, but this is what I'm struggling with. Right. Or I can't seem to just be obedient with this thing. Right. And that I'm, I'm withholding. Yeah. And I just don't feel like I can kind of enter into that conversation really. Yeah, well. and then it, and
1: then it becomes like a drudgery. Or if I do these things, then these things it becomes an exchange. Right. Then these things will happen. And as we've been reflecting on this, what I think is so exciting about getting a vision, um, and, and again, I don't I don't think this is going to be a, oh, I, I spent you know ten minutes and now I have a perfect picture. It's to say, Lord, you know what kind of person do you want to become? All those things that we've talked about over the years. What kind of person you want me to become? What are you? calling me to as a person and a participant in your kingdom. And obedience then becomes about, Lord, I know that's what you have for me. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm gonna act in agreement, in consistency Mm -hmm. with what I have already agreed to. And what I think obedience then becomes is God's invitation to us to participate in what he has for us. And it's a subtle shift, but it frees me from trying to obey him to prove to him mm-hmm. something instead of obeying him, because that's where he's leading me, and that's um, uh, that's where I get to to demonstrate my own trust and faith in him. And yeah. that's a that is a it's a subtle
0: difference, but it's been really powerful for me. Well, and it becomes a little bit less subtle when we view the the idea of obedience as being an invitation. Yeah. Right. to a relationship as opposed to the wall that is withholding right. us from God. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us in our faith, we can use that, that part of the conversation to go, oh, well, that's why I can't get fresh fish. Right. That's why I mm-hmm. can't see the new thing. That's yeah. why I don't have hope for the coming year yeah. because I've constantly viewed my faith as like I'm trying to get to God. Right. But Christmas is the very celebration we just celebrated this. Right. It's the very yeah. celebration of God being with us. Yeah. And saying like, I want to be with you and, yeah. I, and I want to be for you and I want to be your friend. And also
1: he was with, you know, when you think about his being with us, he was with us in like the gritty stuff. Yeah. You know, it's it's there's a tenacity to it. And I think that to me is what, it frees me from this, this you know, instead of like my obedience being, okay, I'm gonna stop cussing or stop, do, you know, whatever it is that you do, sure. um, I'm gonna stop doing these things so that obedience isn't about trying not to do things or trying to do things. It's about learning how to respond to what he is is doing um, in front of us mm-hmm. and around us and in us, which requires vision. Lord, can you help me see yeah. what you're doing, what your intentions are, and help me to bring that to bear um, in this particular moment or circumstance or whatever. Yeah. It's a more subtle, more um, you know, kind of present way of thinking about
0: vision. Yeah. So I think when we think about vision and obedience and we think about the life of Jesus, there are so many different places that we see um, Jesus, like you said, like walking through the grittiness, yeah. walking through the <clears> difficulty. And we think about his calling yeah. was to save the world yeah. through an event that was incredibly gruesome, right. incredibly hard. And when we think about where he, he gives the instruction that for, we need to take up our cross daily and the conversation preparing for today, yeah. you pointed out something that blew my mind because I have thought about that verse for a good bit of my my journey of faith. And you just made the simple point. This was said before the crucifixion. (laughs) And it's like, Which, whoa. Well, but,
1: I didn't even mean to. I was like, it was just a, a, a jot in my notes when you picked up. I was like, okay, let me look at this.
0: But so, like, just to take a second yeah. and, and park right there, yeah. I, I think that that's really important because we think about like taking up the cross as, as purely something that's, that's made around suffering. Like we have to pick up our daily suffering for the sake of what God wants to do in our life. But I think that when we think about Jesus is like agreeing with his calling. Yeah that the cross and the events of his life was going to be the way that he was with the world and inevitably would save the world. Right. So I, I just love that distinction because yeah. I think that it gives us a picture of what it looks like to be obedient.
1: Yeah, because what, what it's what it says, and I we have kind of grown up with this verse as one of yeah. my youth ministers like go-to verses because uh, it's like take up your cross you know, and follow him. But Jesus has predicted his death, death and then he says to his disciples, this is in Luke 9, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And then he goes on. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. And and it's just it's this this real. And 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 when I I guess what I've studied when you begin to we begin to talk about this what what came to my mind was oftentimes I have and I don't want to over this on everybody but this might be what happens. There is the fear of suffering, right? I don't I I want for God to deny myself and experience all His bounty for Mm -hmm. me. You know all those things. And what I often thought was to take up my cross was to punish myself. Hmm. And that's not what he's asking. He says to deny ourselves and to take up our crosses, to deny ourselves is that that act of surrender and to take up our crosses is our act of sacrifice. Yeah. And I, I try to think of sacrifice and, and don't get me wrong, there are significant pain points. Um, there are things that where our will is uh, given over and in fact, it's crucified. That's what Paul would talk about, mm-hmm. right? I, I am crucified with Christ. So there, is, there are pain points. There are places where our wills do not die mm-hmm. easily. But it's this invitation. He says, if we lose our lives, then we find it. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines in the prayer uh, that, we, that, we, um, that we did in the, um, I think I have it right here, was that, oh, to remind me that giving myself away is the most powerful way to live. Mm-hmm and the person we treat that's one of the lines in the prayer remind me that giving myself away is the most powerful way to live and this yeah. is exactly what Jesus says if we try to, to pursue my will and my kingdom yeah. i am going to significantly reduce the the life and the fullness of life that i experience yeah. and so when jesus says to he says to deny that and to take up my cross to take up his purpose and to take up his will and to pursue that with everything that I have, making everything available to Him. It is in that that I will actually find and discover the life that I've been created to live, not only here, but throughout eternity. It's it's an eternal kind of life that
0: begins here and now that just continues on. But we run the risk of missing that that conversation, that experience and that learning if we just run into the year and build out a list of things that we want to do or that we want to become and miss what God is saying through that. Yeah. And I think that for all of us, like, we need ways where we can kind of like slow down and go like, what, what is happening right. in my life? Like, let me take the temperature yeah. of what's the condition of my life? What, right. what am I looking at? Like, yeah. what, am I, what am I struggling with? What am I celebrating? Yeah. And I think that we've done this through conversations in the past, like given like, really clear like, questions, like yeah. what can we use to like, take the temperature on our yeah. life? And you wrote down three questions. Yeah that I, I, I love them all three of them because they kind of take us in different directions. And the first one is, what are we chasing? And you you pointed out to me, you're like, well you it could be a good thing. Right. But we often assume you know self assessment questions right. are gonna lead us to, <laughs> to right to something that's hard. Yeah. Uh, but like, what are you chasing? I, can you help us, uh, like get, prepare us for asking that question? You know, th-
1: these kind of emerged when I was just kind of, again, we were jotting things down. It was interesting as we were talking about this, what kind of things rose to the to the surface. But um, I remember, you know, years ago, you know, Psalm 119, i um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Psalm ninety. Uh, Psalm ninety Moses says to teach me to number my days that I might present to thee, O Lord a heart of wisdom, and I remember thinking to myself that what God expects from me, what he's what I have to give an account for is not my successes or failures, it's the condition of my heart Lord may, let me present my heart to you and and in its condition. And with that, you have to assess yourself sort of what is driving all these other things that I'm doing or pursuing. And so the question when I wrote down is what am I chasing? It just feels like, am I chasing success? Am I chasing mm-hmm. you know, financial security? Am I chasing uh, prominence? Am I chasing building a platform? You know, what are yeah. the things that I'm actively pursuing? Yeah. And then digging underneath and kind of say, what is driving those things? Yeah. You know, what's underneath that? And, yeah. and that was a really kind of path. So there are good things that I'm chasing, but it's that motive underneath that really, you know, kind of is where the the And it's that decision condition. to say
0: like, I'm going to get beneath the surface. Like yeah. I'm going to go past the, the easy answer yeah. and say, okay, I, I, maybe the first thought that I have is helpful but thought number two, three, and four, right. whoa. Yeah. That's starting to like really show me like right. what is beneath the surface of my life. Yeah. So that's question number one, um, what are you chasing? Question number two is what are we running from or yeah. what are you running from? Yeah. And I think for all of us, we would have all very different answers to sure. this question. Uh, some that are really serious and yeah. need some really extensive conversation. Yeah. Uh, and th- some, some of us have things from childhood yeah. that we're still running from. Yeah. And I think that this is a perfect time of year to begin to process that. It is the perfect time to
1: process and the way we process is important. It is very important. You mentioned that, you know, some of us need extended conversations, perhaps trusted, uh, other trusted voices to help us. But I think this is perhaps maybe one of the the most debilitating things for for people, for us, as we try to pursue the future is that we end up, the future becomes the escape from what we have experienced. The things we regret, whether things that we have done or things have been done to us, And so we are chasing, uh, or we end up kind of running from the lack of approval. We run uh, run from the lack of worth. We run from Mm -hmm. the hurt or the pain or the shame that we have felt over certain things. And so our whole lives are just... Are, are just you know pushing forward, yeah. trying to outrun that haunting sense mm-hmm. of the past. And what ends up happening is we just, it just piles up. We just keep dragging it mm-hmm. as it gets heavier and heavier and heavier into the future. And we sort of rob the future that God has for us, We which extended to us forgiveness and grace and healing and wholeness. And it's, that's where he invites us to, you know, the idea of repentance is to turn to him, yeah. to trust him for these things. And this is what he asked for us. And so I think it's, it's a valid question. What is that we're running from? Yeah. You know?
0: And God's prepared for the answer to that question to be whatever it is. That is so true. And I think that for, for me in that question, sometimes I, can, I wanna clean up that answer before I bring it to God. Yeah to make it something you know a good thing. That's the beauty of confession, right? That's what we talked about in the in the first part of the retreat is like we're not
1: it's not a list of things you've right. done wrong. It's bringing things to him and de- and declaring that we agree with his life and anything that separates us from that. Is, is tragic. Yeah. And he has made a way for that separation to be in, for that separation to end yep. and for the life that he has intended for us to be redeemed. Yeah. And that to That's me is good. the promise that, that the future holds That's and good. it's available every single day
0: yeah. of 2022. That's good. <laughs> That's good. I love that you pointed that out, that anything that stands in between us and God, it is tragic because of the beauty that God has for us on the other side of walking through that conversation. It's life with Him. That's, it, that's our vision, yeah. right? It's, it's and doing it together. together. Yep. The next part of the like it, yep. it's so clear, like we, yep. we, want to, we want to have these conversations uh, together because this is a communal yep. bit of content. Yep. Uh, so the third question uh, is what are we drawn to? Yep. And I think that the list of things here, <laughs> Could be long because as we as we scroll through our phone, there are eighteen hundred new things a day from what it feels yeah. like of like, oh, I'm drawn to that shiny object or I'm drawn to that conversation or that political yeah. argument needs me in it. You know, yeah, yeah. like it just the list kind of goes on and on. So what are we drawn to? Yeah. You know, my prayer has been this has been a like this has been a long
1: process for me. Um, you know, I've been I've, um, years, uh, a, a decade or more. And I'm very prone to shiny objects. Years ago, I wrote this phrase down in my journal that um, what what catches your eye will eventually capture your heart. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference, you know, and again, what I want to do and where I'm at in my life now is I want to be drawn into the future, Mm -hmm. Um, not enticed, you know, I don't want, I want to care it. I want to be moved. I want my heart to be moved. To be, I want, and, and my prayer has been, especially if we learn this through praying the Lord's Prayer together, this idea of God, show me your glory. Show me who you are. Let me see the new thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And let me be drawn by that. Yeah. And, and what it does, and, I'm, you know, and this season has just been crazy fast and crazy busy. Yeah. You know, I've got 14 things backed up, you know, over the next few days and just feel like they're all stacked up. But, but when, you, when I say that or when I pray that, to be drawn there's a gentleness to it hmm. there's a slowness to it there's a freedom to it that I'm not I'm not pressing I'm not pressured I'm just sort of free to be pulled into what God has is doing and yeah. what he wants to do and so that's what that question to me is really important am I am I compelled by the love that God has for me am I compelled by the life that he I intends for me? Mm-hmm. Am I compelled by his vision of the world in which he's created? You know, and um, when you go, then you say, what is that? Well, then then you have more work to do, but it just sure. that's that's
0: where the uh, that's where the vision comes in. Yeah. This is the launch pad. It's, the launch pad, yeah. of, it's a launchpad of, it. yep. of the year, of tomorrow, yep. of the next conversation, yep. of, of really beginning to go like, where, where am I? And, and where is God? God is God is with me. <clears throat> And I don't have to try to get God. Yeah. I just need to be with God. Yeah. And I think that the, the tension that you have led so well through over the past number of years is leading us as people and as a church to say, one, do not do this alone. Right. You need to do this in the context of community. You need to engage in these conversations in the context of community. But two, I, don't be foolish and don't make a list of 15 things right. that you're gonna radically fix in your life this no. year. Pick, <clears throat> pick one, one. thing yeah. because what we know is New Year's resolutions is a bit of a joke throughout the world yeah. uh, because we pick so many things. We get to, to March, like yeah. we talked about earlier, and we've forgotten the things. Yeah. Uh, so if you've never heard of My One Word, Mike, could you give us a, the, the, the spark notes of like, this, what does it look like? It's simple. Instead <laughs> of
1: picking a long list of promises of things you're going to do or not do, um, ask the question, what kind of person do I want to become? get a list and then pick one word that sort of sums up what you hope or believe or want for God to do. And then use that as a lens to see everything else through. That's good. Um, And what it does, you know, the way I think of this, it's a lens, not a promise. If you Mm -hmm. make a promise that you're gonna do X, Y, and Z in 2022, and as soon as you break that promise, you're immediately a failure with a word, you don't break it. You just have to reorient yourself and look through it again. And you can pick it up at any point in time. And so that's what My One Word does. And that's part of what we, you know, what we encourage people to do is to use the, the personal retreat again. If you haven't done it, it kind of guides you into this process to, to finish the year with your word. And if you've never done that, it invites you to pick a word for 2022. Now, one of the caveats that we do have uh, permission is Port City Church Is we give people uh, the entire month of January to pick their words. I'm I'm picking mine, uh, January 31st, 2022. I've got some options, but I will be doing that by that day. What was your word last year? My word this uh, last year, 2021, was detail. Detail. It was phenomenal. Really? Yes. Um, You know, it's it's interesting. I was thinking about this when you were just talking a second ago. Our church, we, you, and me, are very different today than we were in 2020, in March of 2020. I mean, our perspective is different. Sure. Our pace is different. The emotions that we feel are, are different. There's, there's a lot of things. And in a lot of ways, I feel like we are, um, there's been a lot of growth, um, a lot of hard things, mm-hmm. but a lot of beautiful things. And I, I think what we committed to Co- collectively, a lot of our, our church did. Our church is different. Yeah, I um, And I think beautifully so is we committed that we weren't going to be content to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. We were going to try and understand that this season mattered and to try and treat everything. Now, all of us did not do that perfectly and all of us did not do that yeah. consistently and all of us did not do, you know, but what it did happen is because people did it in different places mm-hmm. together, It had a substantial impact on who we are as a church. And I say that because this year, 2022, right? Every day, every day has the possibility, has the potential to push us into a direction to become more the kind of people we long to be, the kind of person I long to be, or to push us in the opposite direction. And the reality is, is there are going to be days when you're pushing the opposite direction, I'm pushing the opposite direction. And not only am I pushing the opposite direction, I actually go that way gladly. Uh But your faith and someone else's faith and someone is going to sort of help recalibrate so that together we end up being different and formed and more like him and what he intends than when we began 2022. But it requires us to pay attention every day. Yeah,
0: that's good. So as we are continuing to, to look towards picking um, a word, a, yep. a focus and emphasis for our year, uh, we really couldn't recommend enough to go through the personal retreat. Sure. Personal retreat, myoneword.org, our Port City Church website, all of it has it on Yeah, there. The, the excuse is that there it cannot be that there's not a resource it, because it is a we, resource. there is so many good there's resources on our website. There's a book, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to put the link on the screen right now so you can navigate straight towards that. We really encourage you to do that. This could very easily... Be something that you hear us talk about and you say, oh, well, that's what people, that's what super Christians do. Yeah, no. <laughs> or that is just not for me. Or that seems like a lot of time. Okay. I, I highly, yeah. highly recommend it. It's and our team that has, has put it together does an incredible, incredible job yeah. reinventing it every yeah. year. And they they do it. Yeah. This is not just something that we <clears throat> we produce right. and we say we think you should do yeah. it. I, we believe in doing yep. it. And I, I just, I don't think that
1: we can miss that. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, and it's really one of the most accessible spiritual disciplines yep. um, that I found for That's you good. know me and my ADD brain. It is, and I've been doing it for, this is to be my f- uh, 16th word. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing, uh, nothing has, you know, journaling
0: and this have been two of the things that have shaped me as much as anything. That's cool. That's really cool. So on a, a week from today, yep. on January 9th, yep. uh, we are starting a new series called It's broke. It's broke. It's broke. (laughs) It's broke. We're broke. Can you give us a little bit of a picture as to what that's going to be about? I don't think anybody is surprised
1: when you say the world is broken. It is evident everywhere. I think it's the hesitation that all of us feel going in. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do, what I hope will happen, is that we can recognize that our hope is not in the world not being broken, but our hope being in the fact that God has sent a redeemer into the broken world. And we get to participate in his purposes and his plan. And I want for us to be able to have a deep sense of hope um, uh, as to how we navigate um, a world that is broken. Yeah. And so that's a kind of a teaser for it. And it's going to reach back to a lot of what we're talking about today is that it, it's not a grand giant scheme that fixes the problem. Sure. It's, it's being faithful in a moment yep. uh, that causes a trajectory for other things. And I believe, in fact, for other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I want to explore that. I want to hold on to that.
0: I want to journey in that um, together. And that trajectory has an effect. That, that daily faithfulness, the daily decision to ask some of these, these really big and important questions yep. uh, has an effect not only on us, but on the world that we live Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And that is super important. Yeah. And encouraging. And encouraging. Yeah. That we can, we can do something. We can, we can do something. We can leverage our life for the good yeah. of the world and what God wants to do yeah. through us and in us. Yeah. I really am encouraged by this conversation because I believe that it really provides a turning point for us as we we go from one year to the next. Like, let's not run past it. Uh, Let's talk about vision. Let's talk about what it looks like to be obedient. Um, Let's talk about what God wants to do in our life. And as we think about the activity of the church and all of the things that are to come, like, we just want to provide like a really, really big invitation uh, to anybody and everybody who is watching this right now, January 9th, all of our locations are open and we are hard charging towards the new yeah, year. Yeah. And we don't wanna miss a thing yeah. that God has for us. And we don't wanna miss you being a part of what God is doing. Yeah. Uh, so that really underlines the importance for you to either, if, if watching online because of where you are located or uh, maybe just the, the, the where you are in life right now, you're like, I, I prefer to watch church online. That's perfectly okay. Online will still be there but we would really love for you to be yeah. here. Yeah. We love being together as a church, and that series is gonna be, I believe, yeah. really, really helpful. Yeah, we, we want people
1: to, and we want you to engage, like yes. to participate. God is, I mean, the, the things that we've experienced, I, I can't tell a conversations I've had over the last two years where people have been hesitant, and, and not, some, for some reasons are, are you know rightfully hesitant, sure. but other people have just gotten used to these rhythms of, of distance and, yeah. and online. And I, I've said, you know, the things that we have the things that God has done, yeah. I, I don't want people to miss them. Yeah. And and I, I I and not only do I want them to people not to miss them, I want them to participate because what they bring contributes yes. to what God is doing. So I just I would you know, I would make a, make it a priority to yeah. engage and to be a part of what God is doing. Twenty twenty two I think is gonna be a really, really powerful year yeah. uh, in the life um, of our church. Yeah. And I'm I'm really excited about it and I want for people I, I want for people to
0: participate and to be a part and experience it. That's good. Yeah, we do not want you to miss the church, and we do not want the church to miss you. And I think that there are so many ways that you can be intimately involved uh, in the future of who we are becoming as a church. And that could be found on January 9th. So you should be here. I really believe it's going to be a powerful weekend. Uh, We love you, church. Happy New Year, January 2nd, 2022. It's crazy to believe. Uh, We really do love you, and we can't wait to see you here on January the 9th.